0: The Bakers of Weber's Bread present your All Star Western Theater, recorded earlier for release at this time. Drifting along, singing a song under a Western moon. Ooh. From Hollywood comes your All Star Western Theater, starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage bringing you the music, the stories, and the spirit of the great open spaces. And now, here are the riders of the Purple Sage. I want to drink my java from an old tin can while the moon goes bright and high. I want to hear the call of the whisper will. I want to hear that child cry. I want to feel my saddle work between my legs, riding him out on the rain. In the side, making sure it's every out on the Texas plane. Each night in my dream, somehow it seems I'm back where I belong. Just a country hick, way back in the sticks, back where I was born. City life and your city ways are driving me insane. I wanna be alone, I wanna be back home, out on the Texas plain. I want to drink my java from an open can while the moon goes riding high. I want to hear the call of the whim will. I want to hear that coyote cry. I want to feel my saddle right between my legs. Riding him out on the rain Just to kick him in the side, make him short, stepping and Out on the Texas plane. a pleasure to be back with you again, and a privilege to bring you our Western songs and stories. Along about this time each week, we like to sing something for you that has a sentimental, or lonely, or yearning quality about it. Something that cowboys might sing around the campfire, or in the bunkhouse in the evening. Such a song is no one to cry to. <laughs> Say good night. No one to tell my troubles to. No one to sigh to. No one to hold me tight. No one to cheer me when I'm blue. I go home to my lonely room and find there's no one there. And each night I beg of you, please answer this one prayer. And give me someone to cry to, someone to say I do, someone to. Mr. I love you. Something very wrong oh please forgive me dear won't you promise from now on I'll always find you here? Please. please give me someone to cry to someone to say I do someone music, and the latest doings of the writers of the Purple Sage. So we're going to make this very short and to the point. If you're not already using Weber's Bread, we hope you'll try it soon. Weber's Bread is everything that you want bread to be. Soft, fresh, good tasting. You'll like it. Your family will like it. Next time you shop for food, will you try that good Weber's Bread? You will? Thank you very much. you recognize Weber's Bread by the Blue and White check Gingham Wrapper. songs are fun to hear because they're fun to sing. And nobody sings a folk song with more pure enjoyment than the writers of the Purple Sage. Listen to them singing, I couldn't believe it was true. Last night I came home and I knocked on the door. I called to my love as I oft had before. I knocked and I knocked, but no answer there came. No kisses to greet me, no voice call my name. I couldn't believe it was true, oh Lord, I couldn't believe it was true. My eyes filled with tears, I must have aged in years, I couldn't believe it was true. I let myself in and I walked to our bed, I found a note there and a message I read. The truth, like a bowl from the blues in the dawn. My sweetheart had left me, my darling had gone. I couldn't believe it was true, oh Lord, I couldn't believe it was true. My eyes filled with tears, I must have aged ten years, I couldn't believe it was true. The shock was so great I am shivering yet yeah. I try to forgive but I cannot forget My heartbreak and loss is another man's game Her happiness always, I hope, will remain I couldn't believe it was true Oh, Lord, I couldn't believe it was true My eyes filled with tears I must have aged in years I couldn't believe it was true It's storytelling time around the Western Campfire now And tonight's story is one which Boy Willing and the writers of the Purple Sage would like to call the successful operation. It's easy to forget that there are problems in the West which are not necessarily concerned with cattle rustling or assorted bad men and calculating women. And it's easy to forget, too, that in the case of most individuals, the nature of the West itself molds and shapes character according to circumstance. So when a man begins to show a deep and unreasonable selfishness, best to examine the circumstance before passing judgment, and to watch for the inevitable redemption provided by an all-wise nature. This is the story of old Doc Whitfield, who was party to a successful operation. The riders of the Purple Sage are happy as they ride into the little Texas town of Piedmont this Saturday evening. They're on their way to the schoolhouse, where a box is to be held. But before they go to the schoolhouse, a message must be delivered, a message for old Doc Whitfield. We made it in pretty good time, boys. Yeah, and I don't like to ride that fast, and I'm all dressed up in my good clothes. Oh, Johnny, the ladies' man. That's all right. I happen to know which Fox is Jane Morgan's, and I've got plenty of money to outfit anyone else. Well, I think I'm going to eat in the cafe. I don't want to run the chance of getting a punk supper or a buck tooth partner. You don't seem very anxious to go to this party, Al. I ain't, frankly. Well, frankly, we'd better get to old Doc Whitfield and deliver our message, or the Stark's going to get to Mrs. Brady's before he does. Come on. <laughs>
1: Alan, and Johnny, for heaven's sake, come in. Hello, Amy. How are you, Amy? Oh, I'm just fine. Come on in.
0: Amy, is your dad in? Yes. Well, uh...
1: What's the matter? You aren't sick, are you? Oh, well,
0: no, but Mrs. Brady sent word by us. Oh, dear. Mr. Brady said he'd better hurry on out there or the stork will get there first.
1: Yeah, I'd hope it wouldn't happen for a day or two so Dad could get some rest. He's simply exhausted.
0: Well, I ain't surprised. Seems like Doc Whitfield is always up and going. He
1: is, Al. Believe me. He's been up all night, two nights in a row, with the Gunther children. Scarlet fever. He was over at the hospital in the county seat all day today. He just got back half an hour ago. I made him lie down.
0: Seems a shame to disturb you, Mamie, if he's that tired. Why don't we go see if that new young doc will go out?
1: Oh, no. Well, why not? That's a good
0: idea. I'll bet young Doc Yeager would go.
1: Boys, whatever you do, don't mention Dr. Yeager's name in front of my father. It's a very sore point.
0: Well, are they feuding
1: or something? Oh, never mind, Al. Just don't mention his name. Come on into the kitchen. I'll give you a cup of coffee as soon as I get Dad on his way. <laughs> Darling. Dad, Dad. Maybe I should ask Carol to go. Dad. Huh? Uh-huh. Sorry to wake me, Dad. Oh,
0: that's all right, Amy. Is it Mother? Margaret?
1: No, Margaret's sleeping now. here oh, One degree. I really think it's only a slight earache.
0: Yeah, well, i to look at her in the morning. Seems like I'm so busy taking care of other people, I can't even see to my own granddaughter.
1: I'll keep a good eye on her, Dad. I know you will, Amy. Here's a cup of coffee for you, Dad. Help you wake up.
0: Yeah, let me sit up.
1: Here you are. Ah,
0: that's good. Yeah, what time is it?
1: Just after six. Uh, I could sleep for a week, I think. And you ought to. Honestly, Dad, you're going to drop in your tracks one of these days. You can't keep going like this. No, I have to,
0: Amy. Who's going to take care of you and Margaret? Don't
1: forget, please, that I'm a registered nurse.
0: I know you are, my dear. I also know that your husband was killed in the war and you have a child to raise.
1: But that's no reason for you to work yourself to death, Dad. You could let Harold G. Amy! Well, you could. You could let him take this call to Mrs. Brady's.
0: Take a coffee.
1: You're too tired, Dad. Your hand isn't even steady. And you know that's a dangerous thing. Don't talk to
0: me like that, Amy. My hand's as steady as it ever was. I performed three operations today.
1: But you're too tired. I'm not
0: too tired. And I'll take the call to Mrs. Brady's... As soon as I remind you that I've spent 35 years building up a good practice in this part of Texas I've been poor and I've accepted eggs and chickens and pigs and everything else in payment for my services Well now, I've worked up my practice so I can put something away to take care of you and Margaret when I'm gone And I'll be a three-horned toad if I'm going to let any young pup who's not even dry behind the ears yet Come in here and take any of that practice away from me Get me my bag Dad I don't need anything to eat Just get me my bag Old Doc was right hot under the collar, wasn't he, Amy? I'm
1: sorry you boys heard that. And it was my fault, too. Your fault? I did just what I told you not to do. I asked him to let Harold take the call. Who's Harold? Dr. Yeager. You call him Harold?
0: Johnny, why don't you mind your own business?
1: But I just... Oh, it's all right, Johnny. There's no reason why you shouldn't know. Harold and I have been seeing each other. Oh, oh That's exactly right, Al. You can see how impossible the situation is.
0: Amy, I don't see why your dad wouldn't be real glad to have someone help him.
1: It's a selfishness that he can't help, Foy. Thirty-five years of being the only doctor in town. Well, is isn't something you forget easily. Instead of regarding Harold as a help, he looks at him as a rival.
0: He's afraid young Doc Yeager is going to cut in on his practice, huh?
1: That's right, Foy.
0: Amy, it don't look to me like you and the young Doc have much of a future together.
1: No, I was supposed to see him at the box supper tonight. Hey, that reminds me. We'd better get going. I even told him which one of the lunch boxes was mine, so he could be sure to bid for it.
0: Are you in love with him, Amy?
1: I don't know. I think he's very nice. I'm sure he's a good doctor. Well, come on, Amy. We'll take you to the schoolhouse with us. I can't go, boys.
0: On account of your dad?
1: No, on account of my daughter. Is something
0: wrong with Margaret?
1: No, I think it's just an earache started this afternoon. Dad's going to look her over good in the morning. Is she asleep? Yes, but I can't leave her alone, and I don't want to trust her to a high school girl when she's not well. Then this is my chance. Al, <sighs> what do you mean? Oh, I don't
0: want to go to the box supper. Well, why not? I've never been to one of them things yet that I didn't get stuck with the ugliest or meanest tempered female this side of the Canadian border. And this is my excuse to get out of going.
1: Oh, you mean you'll stay here with Margaret?
0: I might just as well be a babysitter for once. I've been doing her everything else. Oh,
1: Al, you're a darling. Oh,
0: I know it. My fees are low, and I'm conscientious. Frankly, I'm a bargain. (laughs) Hey, you got anything to eat in the icebox?
1: Sure, there's cold ham, tomatoes, lettuce, milk. Help yourself to anything there. That I'll do. I'll just look at Margaret before I go, just to be sure she's all right.
0: Oh, you want me to look at her ever so
1: often? Please, Al. If she seems restless or wakes up, run down to the schoolhouse and get me. It's only two blocks. Yeah, I know. I'll only be gone a couple of hours, not more.
0: All right, Amy. Now, you young folks, get going. Grandpa Sloy wants to get out of his babysitting.
1: I certainly am grateful to you, Al.
0: Ah, don't mention it. And the foy? Yeah. uh, You're auctioning them lunches off, aren't you? Sure, Al. What about it? You just be sure you don't sell Amy's lunch to anybody but the young doc. That's what about it. Folks, (laughs) folks, the next lunch, And the man that gets this one's a lucky son of a gun, because if the inside is anything like the outside, he's got a prize. Now, what am I bid? Five dollars. Young Doc Yeager bids five dollars. Do I hear any other bids? Five dollars and a quarter. Five dollars and a quarter. Johnny Paul, you don't have five dollars and a quarter. I know, but I'm just making it interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Sold to young Doc Yeager for five dollars. You know, I found out something else that's nice about you, Amy. Have you, Harold? Uh-huh. You're a wonderful cook. Oh. Oh, it's probably the best box lunch i ever ate.
1: Isn't it the only box lunch you ever ate?
0: <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> For several years, anyway.
1: Harold, why did you come west to set up practice? Why? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I think it's because I've I've always secretly wanted to be a cowboy. Oh, I'm
1: serious.
0: Oh, well, so am I. I've always wanted to settle down here, and uh, and marry here.
1: Oh, I wish you hadn't said that. Why not? At least I wish you hadn't said it like that. Why?
0: Don't you want to know that I've fallen in love with
1: you? It's only going to make it harder to know that. Oh,
0: Amy, look at me.
1: Yes, Harold. Oh, Harold, what are we going to do?
0: Get married, of course. But
1: that's impossible. No, it isn't. And you wouldn't say that if you knew how. Oh, well, I may as well say it straight out. Harold, Dad resents you a great deal.
0: Doctor Whitfield resents me.
1: You must have noticed it. Well, I, I, I
0: haven't seen him enough to notice anything. Well, he doesn't know me well enough to have any right to an opinion about me.
1: Well, it's not an opinion, Harold. It's, it's a resentment. But why? Oh, Obvious enough when you stop to think about it. This has been his little kingdom all these years, Harold. His name is actually a household word around here. Now that you came along, he thinks you threaten him. Threaten him? Well, that's the way he looks at it. Since you arrived and set up practice, he's scarcely eaten a decent meal or taken more than 40 winks. But why? He's so afraid that if he doesn't answer a call, you'll be called.
0: Oh, that doesn't make sense. Well, there's population enough in this area, to
1: require two doctors. Or even three. I know, Harold, I know, but it's a fact that doesn't alter the situation. Amy, Amy, you've got to get back to your house right away. But boy, what's the matter? I'll
0: just ran up here. He said Margaret got taken real bad. Come on. How long have they been in Margaret's room for? About ten minutes tell you, this thing has got me scared. Yeah, I know how you feel. I never jumped right out of my skin when little old Margaret woke up and screamed the way she did. The hair stood right straight up on top of my head. My hair stood straight up when you came running up there to the schoolhouse. Your face was white as a sheet. (laughs) Probably still is. Yeah. Boy, why did you bring young Doc Yeager back with you? Why, if old Doc comes back and finds him here, you'll kill him. Well, I didn't bring him, Al. He was with Amy, and he just ran back with us, that's all.
1: That's Dad's office straight ahead, Harold. Put Margaret on the table, and he's and. What is it, Amy? What's wrong with her? Mask story, We have to operate at once.
0: Is she real bad off? Very.
1: Which one of you boys can stand the smell of ether the best? Ether. I'll have to assist in the operation. One of you will have to drop the ether onto the mask under my direction. Uh,
0: I've got to sit down. I'm not feeling too good.
1: I'll right you out. Looks like you're it, boy.
0: Okay, Amy. Only don't let me make any mistake.
1: No, I won't. Don't, Amy. Me.
0: It's the old doc. Amy,
1: come here at once. Daddy came in the front door.
0: What's this young man doing in my office? What's Margaret doing on the table? What's the matter with her?
1: Master, Dad. We were just about to operate. There's
0: no time to waste, sir. I appreciate an emergency when I see it, Doctor. And don't let us detain you any longer. I'll perform the operation. Dad, are you... Am I what, Amy?
1: You aren't too tired. Of course not.
0: Get Margaret ready.
1: Wait in the kitchen, Harold. Doctor, you for You're doing just fine, boy. Daddy, you're sure
0: it's wrong. All
1: right, Dad. You can start now. All
0: right.
1: Scample. Daddy, don't!
0: Gosh, what's the matter, Doc? Your hand is shaking terrible. Uh, I.
1: Think clearly for a moment. If you insist on doing the operation, go ahead. But you're risking your granddaughter's life for the sake of pride and selfishness.
0: Amy, I I nearly failed you, Amy. Call Dr. Yeager, yes. cup of coffee, Dr. Whitfield? No, thanks, Al. should be pooping now. Nothing's gone wrong. Oh, would you like me to turn out the lights and leave you alone? No, no, I'd rather you stayed with me. Well, you want me to talk or just sit? It doesn't make any difference. Oh. They're through.
1: Harold performed a successful operation, Dad. His skill is almost as great as yours. Oh, Amy. <laughs> oh, don't, Dad. Everything's all right now. Dr. Yeager. Yes, sir. Maybe if
0: God gives me sufficient time and wisdom, I can live an apology to you. Oh, smart. Merely mouthing once now would indicate an even greater stupidity than I've already shown.
1: It's all right, Dad. He understands.
0: Please, sir. You embarrass me. Then I'll embarrass you a little more. When you came here, I resented you because I thought you were going to take all my patients away from me, so I nearly killed myself to keep you from getting the chance. If I'd done that operation tonight, my granddaughter's death would have been a direct result of that selfishness. But, uh, Dr. Whitfield, uh, if you and I were related, well, we... Related?
1: How? I mean,
0: there'd be no reason for you to resent your son-in-law. With him. Son-in-law? Oh, Dad, would you mind? Well, I. Well, you'll have to give me a little time to get used to the idea. <laughs> All right, little time. Uh, three or four days, maybe. I feel sorry for you, son, because I'm going to take a vacation. You and Amy go ahead and get married, and I'll take the honeymoon. That's just what he said, Johnny. I heard him. You and Amy get married, and I'll take the honeymoon. And then the young Doc and Amy kiss gosh, it was fine. Ah, shoot. I missed all the excitement. Doggone it, boy. I wish you'd run on the other side of Val. You smell just like a great big can of Vita. Well, I ought to. I assisted in a successful operation. Didn't I, Al? You sure did, boy. A very successful operation. probably won't be visiting your grocery store before Monday, but when you do, will you remember this, that Weber's bread is baked for you, exactly the way you like bread to be, rich in flavor, soft, tender texture. Furthermore, it's nutritious, good bodybuilding food for your family. So when you see those loaves of good Weber's bread in the blue and white gingham wrapper at your grocers, say to yourself, that bread was baked fresh this very morning. I'll take Weber's Bread. The Western songs which retain their popularity throughout the years are generally songs about nature rather than emotion. They paint a picture which is appealing to all of us. That's probably why they remain so popular. This next song, for instance, Moonlight on the Prairie. Thank you. The trail with a silver veil over the grave divine. does it for this time friends we're always glad when you can be with us and we invite you to join us again next week before we go we want to thank Herb Butterfield Tony Barrett and Rita Lynn for helping us tell our story this is Foy Willing speaking for the Riders of the Purple Sage saying so long and the best of luck to all of you drifting along singing a song under a land from Hollywood you've heard your all-star western theater A VM Bear production starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the riders of the Purple Sage. The script was written and directed by Scott Farnworth. This is Terry O'Sullivan speaking. Western Theater was recorded earlier and came to you from Columbia Square. This is KNX in Los Angeles. This is KNX in Los Angeles.